All right, what I'm getting ready to do is pray, and we're getting ready to get into uh, what God has for us today. Uh, welcome, everyone, and God bless you today. Uh, Father, we thank you and we bless you uh, for this word today, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, for everything that you're about to reveal to us. And, Lord, we just, just thank you. We just praise you. We just give you glory and honor. We thank you from where you brought us to and, and, and from where we are right now. And, Father, we thank you, and we give you glory. And, Father, I just ask that it be that you take over the service. There be none of me, all of you. And I just bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, uh, last week, last Wednesday, actually, Reverend taught on a uh, I want to say one of the most powerful messages that I've that I've heard in a while, and um, and it, it it reminded me that you know as I was praying and meditating based on today, uh, there are some things that I just have to confirm uh, that she ministered on. Amen. Now. Um, uh, When she ministered this message, it was about the uh, knowing the shepherd's voice. I don't really have the, the you know, the correct title that she used, but you know, those that was online, if if y'all didn't, if y'all didn't hear that message, y'all need to go back and, and, and listen and revisit that message because that has been uh, that that has really been a very powerful message. I just want to touch on some things, and as I touch on these things, I'm just going to allow the Holy Ghost to do what he has to do. Now, she brought up a definition, and the word that she, the word that she talked about is, is the word shepherd, right? Shepherd, you know, uh, is a noun. It's a person who, who herds or tends and guides the sheep. A person who protects and guides to watch over a person or a group of people. That's what a shepherd does. Right. Now, when, uh, as I was meditating on that, the Lord gave me, tell me to go back again over that definition. And he says, you know, with this definition, you know, there has to be a divine exchange. Right? Someone got to hear and someone got to speak, right? Whenever the Lord speaks, there's always a divine exchange that's supposed to take place. In other words, when God speaks to you, either it's going to, uh, 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 either he's going to warn you, either he's bringing something to you, or either he's going to tell you something that you need to do, one, one or the other. Now, she also gave read the scripture in, in Isaiah out of the New Living Translation, Isaiah 52, 6, she read. She says, but I will reveal my name to my people, and they will come to know its power, all right, to know its, to know its power. Then, at last, they will recognize that I am the one who speaks to them, that I am the one that speaks to them. So how God speaks to us is for us to know and for us to be able to identify. In other words, the word says the sheep knows what? My voice. It knows, knows my voice. The sheep knows my voice. So you have to be able to recognize, to recognize when God is speaking to you through your man and woman of God, through your apostle, through the word of God, hallelujah, you know, and he can speak to you honorably, right? He can speak to you honorably. Now, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what stops this from manifesting? See, I, I want to know detail. I want to know, okay, if you're going to speak to me, you know, what do I do or what, how, what is my attitude that I have to have in order to receive it and also to reject it? You see? 
So we, 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 we claim that we can hear God's voice, but are you really hearing God's voice? Are, are you really hearing it? So I want to know how or what frame of mind that I am to reject it, you see? So now, as, as uh, the Lord was sh- uh, sharing some of this with me, um, he says to me, one of the things that, you know, uh, we do to reject it is operating in pride. Thinking you know more than other people. You know, thinking that you more spiritual than somebody else. You know, in other words, you know, thinking, and I'm going to back this up in a few minutes with scriptures, you, you see? See, thinking that, you know, because, you know, you have reached a certain plateau or a certain level that you better than someone else or you you can do, uh, uh, um, you know, you can do more than that person can do. In other words, what you have to do, your pride have moved you into competition. That will shut the voice of God down. You see? See, because God said he give grace to the humble. You know, so when, when you are operating in that, in that, in that uh, vein of pride, thinking that you know, and I'm going to say this to you, you don't know nothing until the Holy Ghost give it to you. You know, you don't know anything. And see, what people fail to realize, that we only operate uh, uh, in a level that we can operate in. <clears throat> so if God don't take us to another level, right, it's un- we, we really can't operate or we really can't hear what God is saying. Why? Because your pride is blocking it. So here it is, you think you're operating in a, in, in, in a holy level, and all you're doing is your heart is deceiving you, is because you're operating in pride, in foolishness, in competition, right? God ain't into that, you see? God ain't into that. So if you're thinking, hallelujah, that, you know, you are better than someone else because you think you hear from God and other people don't, I, you know, Lord have mercy. Just pray for pastor, all right, because I'm, I'm getting ready to roll here. Because, you know, all of these, and, and see, we wonder why the body of Christ is in the shape that it's in right now, because we have all of these uh, high-minded, hallelujah, uh, uh, competition-minded people that, that, that is, is just, just saying, you know, I'm better than you, or let's see if I can preach better than you. The hell with that. You know, God ain't about doing that. You see, you see what I mean? You know, he's about uh, revealing himself, you know, to, to people who, who wants to convey love, compassion. You know, I, it, seriously, I, I'm in a position right now. God put me in a position, you know, to be able to hear certain things and to be able to operate in a certain anointing. That don't come from me being prideful or me being in comparison with someone else. I don't give a who many what you know or or what you think you may know. You don't know nothing until God tells you what you need to know. Hallelujah. And you can't receive it if 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 you're all jacked up and your mind, hallelujah, your mind is is operating in pride. As y'all can see, I get very boisterous when it comes to this. Because I can't stand prideful people, you see, and I, I'm not saying it in a negative way. I can't. The, the pride is not the people; it's the it's, it's the it's the the sin that they operating in. I don't like. I want to clarify that, you know. See, because I'm going to love you regardless of who whom you are and and what you think you may be. I'm going to love you, you know. But it's up to God and the Holy Ghost to deal with you to humble your hind part. So you can realize, you know, you say, oh, did pastor say how? Yes, I did. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's turn to um, Second Chronicles 7.14. So as Reverend was talking about this, as she was talking about this, 
You know, I say, wow. Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and we we should we should know this because I went over this before. Now, and also too, you know, I just just want to make clear, you know, I want you to really hold you. I'm just going to read this, but you know, uh, I want you to turn to Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I'm going to read this Isaiah fifty two six again. I don't want you to turn there. I just want you to um, uh, uh, be prepared. It says. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all bear with me. I'm trying to get things, you know, I got a couple of things going on up here behind this pulpit, but that's all right. We're going to get to where we need to be. Amen. Mm hmm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just had the scripture right on my thumb. That's all right. See, that's what happens when you go to to modern technology and, you know, where you have the word of God sitting here in front of your face. You know, so I'm right here. Isaiah. Okay, I just want to read this real quick. Isaiah 52.6, and then I'm reading this out of uh, King James Version this time. It says, therefore, therefore, my people shall know my name. You see that? Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in the day that I am. Underline the word I am. Well, you ain't even turned there, all right? That he does speak. Behold, it is I. Okay, so... Let's turn to Second Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, "If my people, which are called by who, my name, you see that my name, so you don't know anything until God's called, until God calls you. See, which, He says, "If my people who are called by my name, what shall what humble themselves, humble." Not seeing how much you know. Not thinking that you're better than them because you know more scriptures. Will humble themselves and what? Pray. And seek who face? His face. And turn from their what? Wicked ways. Turn from their wicked ways. So if you're not humbling yourself, you're operating in wickedness. See, if you're not humbling yourself, you're, you're operating in wickedness. In other words, you are blocking the voice of God that, that is coming to you. You cannot hear is because you are in the way. See, so the sheep, when a, when a herdsman speak to the sheep, they automatically can identify his voice. Why? Because they're always trying to stay in tune with the voice. You see, they always. So the ones that are rebellion, he can quickly identify because they are not following the order that the, that the shepherd has given. You see? So it says... <clears throat> Turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and they will heal, their, heal, and I will heal their land. See, when you're hearing from God, if you're not in a humble position, it's impossible for anything to stop manifesting in your life. Good God Almighty. It's because you, are, you, have, you have stopped the very thing that you need in order to move forward, right? God resists the proud. He resists the proud. So he ain't got nothing to say to you. So just think about, you know, a wife that's, that's, that's mad with her husband, you know, how she, um, she gives him that look and she don't say nothing, right? She just 
you know, she just, she, she love him, but she don't say nothing because she mad with him right now. You know, I ain't going to speak to you right now. You know, I'm not saying anything to you, you know. And, and you know, as a, as a man, he said, you know, well, what, you know, what do I need to do to fix this thing, you know, so we can get back on speaking terms, you see. You know, and then uh, as a man, you know, you know, we, you know, we go through certain changes too, you see. Man, this woman ain't sticking to me. Good God Almighty, what, what do I have to do to get this woman to start speaking? So, in other words, he has to humble himself. This is my point. You see, and I, you know that's why I thank God for women because God can use them to humble us when men when we get above ourselves. Hallelujah. You know. So you know. Um, so I, I, you know, I thank God for my wife, but. I tell you, there are times where you just got to humble yourself. See, so now, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> after I humble myself, or after, she, after he humbles himself, then she's more receptive to forgive him, you see, and she will start speaking. Well, the same principle goes with God. You see, you, you know, the same, same principle. You know, if, if we're operating in pride, and if we're thinking that we're hearing God's voice, no, you ain't hearing God's voice, baby. If you, you, you turn around and, and you're judging people, you got your mouth on them, you're thinking that you're better, thinking that you know more, no, you don't know nothing. As much as the Holy Ghost revealed to me on certain things, I still don't know nothing. I am still, because I, I have to remain humble that I don't know. You know, and when he gives me instructions to move, then I'm able to move. And I don't know if Reverend told you all about a situation that we was in. You know, we was in a hotel. We had to go pick up a load, you see. And the tornado, the hurricane was right there. I mean, on his way. I mean, he was getting ready to hit right where we were. The Lord said to me, you get up, you get that load, and you get out of there. Now, I could have been hard-headed and prideful and said, nah, I'm going to wait till you know, I'm going to do this my way, and I'm not going to get, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to move. I'm going to move when I want to move. How can God use you when you act like that? So that means if I would have stood there, I would have been in harm's way. You see? But because... I've learned how to humble myself when, so God can continually speak to me, even if I start thinking wrong. You know, the Lord that casts all imaginations down, right? So even when I start thinking wrong, I've got to cast that imagination down. Why am I going there? Why am I putting myself in a position to block what God wants to say to me? Don't you Think again that you're going to receive anything from God being in any kind of competition or thinking that you're better than somebody else. Then here's the other thing that stops you from hearing from God. Being focused. Everything else is louder than, than what? what you are. You see? Everything is louder. You know, everything is speaking. So if, if you are not focused, you know, if you're not focused, well, focus on what? Focus on the Word of God, you see? Stand in prayer, you see? Keeping your heart open to be able to, to, to fulfill what God wants done. Staying focused when you're all over the place, you see? Now, see, what you don't realize is that when you get tired, worn out, frustrated, aggravated, they are all the manifestations of you not being focused. Good God Almighty, I didn't say a mouthful there. When you're tired, worn out, frustrated, aggravated, you're easy to get angry over the smallest things. That means you're focused, you see? And so what's really happening is God trying to take the very thing from you that's stopping you from manifesting what he wants. Or did you hear that? God is trying to take from you the very thing that's stopping you from manifesting what he wants. 
So when you're operating, hallelujah, when, you're, when, when, when you are in that vein, when you are just tired and aggravated and frustrated, you need to stop. You know, you need to stop. Now, see, oh, man, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. You need to stop, and you need to ask God, what is it that is displeasing you that's causing me this grief? Because what's happening, you're out of divine alignment. Oh, boy, here we go. When you're not focused like you should, you are out of divine alignment. Now, let's use your body as an example. If your shoulder's working and your arm's working, but your hand isn't working, you're not at 100%, right? You're not at 100%. Now, I need you all to listen closely. You are not at 100%. God requires us to be at 100%. So what happens? So that means in order for you to be at 100%, that means you have to do something out of the ordinary to get that hand back together for you to be 100%. Oh, come on. See, there are times where God has to take you out of your norm, out of your norm to put you back so you can operate at 100%. You see? So he got to bring some hell in your life a little bit. So you can, he got to allow, not bring it, but he got to allow it to happen, right, to get you lined up with him. <clears throat> See, now, <clears throat> I need y'all to listen. When you are off focus, you can only operate either 30 or 60%. You are not operating at the full capacity that you need to operate in. Anything that is in your life, and I'm even talking to these single men, if you have a woman that's around you that's stopping you from being focused, right, we have a problem. Because you can never take care of her because you are not focused. You have to love God first before you can even deal with that woman correctly. Because not only are you going to need wisdom, right, not only are you going to need wisdom, but you're going to need the patience and the love. For when she acts up, y'all women acts up now, I'm going to tell you, y'all do. For when she acts up, you got to be able to love her and still be able to convey your message to her without bringing harm. You can't do that when you are focused. Because you become the center of attention. Because you become the one that be hurt. You are the one that's going through certain things. You are the one. You, 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 un, you understand what I'm saying to you, right? Well, now, there are the two major things that can stop you from hearing the shepherd's voice, not being focused and being prideful. No, no humility about yourself. You know, I, I, I ain't trying. I already went there. I'm not trying to go back there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So now, let's move on. In the scripture in Isaiah 52 6, we talk about, therefore, uh, my people shall know my, my name. Right? Therefore, people, people shall know my name. They, they should know my name. Know my name. So, what is the name of God? What is the name of God? You know, how do we know God's name? Exodus 3.14. going to tell you exactly what his name is. Hallelujah. See, I've never seen this before until... Uh, the Lord showed me this. Now, see, this is when Moses, God has given Moses an assignment, right? So 
Now, when somebody gives you an assignment, you know, normally when you get to the people that the assignment or the people that you have to deal with, in order to uh, fulfill it, a lot of people want to know who sent you, why are you here, right? Because they want to see if you're validated. Ah, here we go. If you're validated, you see. They want to see if you validate. Who sent you, right? So now when we think about this, when we think about this, right, um, when we're listening for the voice of God, there's always a, an identification from when he had sent you. It's always something that uh, speaks of him when you go. Always. Now, Exodus 3.14. We can look back a little bit. Let's look at 3.13. It says, Moses said unto who? God. Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, you see that? And they say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent unto me you, and they shall say to me, what is, listen, what is who? His name. You see that? What is his name? And what shall I say unto them? See, Moses asked the question, God, what is your name? You see, I, I never, I just never seen it like this before, you know. So then, then 14 it says, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, this shall say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So here it is. This is God's name. You see? Now, again, in Isaiah 52, 6, it says, therefore my people shall know what? My name. Okay? So now you, you know God's name. God's name is I am. I am. So what he's saying to the to the, the children of Israel, I am who you want me to be. I am. I am the creator of everything. I am everything. I am. So when I am sent, I am sent Moses to the children of Israel, Moses had the identity of I am on him. So now what am I saying? Because Moses heard the voice of God. Oh, oh here we go. He got validated. So he was able to carry the name of God of I am with him. So when they look at Moses, Moses can say, I am. You know, I am. I am has sent me. So I am. I am. You know, so in other words, he was giving God uh, his identification, letting people know who God was and what God could do because after you establish the I am, then comes the power. Because when Moses got validated with the I am, the power was right behind him. He was able to turn a stick to a snake and ate up the rest. He was able to call, he was able to do things that was truly amazing in order for him to deliver the people of Israel. Right? So, Let's fast forward to several years in the future. When Jesus died, Jesus took on the I am identity. Jesus says, as I do, you can do also. So in other words, Jesus is letting you know 
that, in, that you can do what I do if you take on the I am identity, right? The only way you can take on the I am identity if you're able to yield yourself to the voice of the shepherd. You can't do anything until you hear from the Holy Ghost or hear from the shepherd. So <clears throat> this is why, and Jesus said you'll know the tree by its fruits. See? So this is why when we operate in the I amness, we we are we are carrying the name of God. We know the name of God. We are releasing God's attributes. We because we are I am and I am has sent me. You see? So that means that you have been validated to change things. That means you do not have to be in a conformity mode if you connect right to the I amness. You can't do it through pride. You can't do it being off focus. You have to focus on what God has said for you to do. Now, it brings us to this point. Are y'all still here with me? In order for that to happen, God has to put a leader so you can hear. You cannot do this on your own. You have to be sent by God and validated by him. Well, the proof of that is in 1 Samuel 3, 2 through 11. I'm not going to read all of that, but where uh, Samuel went to Eli and he asked him, did you call me? See, because the thing about it, it says in the scripture that Samuel didn't even know the voice of God. He, he, he couldn't, he didn't even know the, he had to go to his what? Leader. God, here we go. To identify what was going on. Because he couldn't, have, he couldn't do it on his own. Why do you think that we can do things without consulting our leader, a God who has said before us? There's a certain anointing, there's certain things that God has put on that man and woman of God that you need so you can hear. Cut God Almighty. See, because you can't hear on your own. You're going to need some leadership to help you lead. You're going to need to be trained. And then if you notice... Samuel had to be trained to hear from God. That is purposely done so you, so you can fulfill the purpose God needs you to fulfill. Now, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, see, I talked about this. This is really a, a divine, this is really, truly uh, uh, an eye-opening and really uh, uh, an awakening, you know, to to the body of Christ. You see, it, it, because it, it's it's in a it, it puts us in a position to know that we can't do anything until we humble ourselves and pray first. We have to humble and pray. We have to take on the identity of the I amness, and we have to move forward. Now, I'm gonna say something else to y'all. We have to understand the value. If you don't understand the value of the word, of the man and woman of God that's bringing it to you, if you don't understand the value of it, if you don't take time to learn the value of it, then you will miss something. And guess what? You won't go further until you find out what is it that you need. Ask me how I know. Oh, hallelujah. And it said, you know, so to be able to do God's work, God must work on you first. You have to be able to humble yourself to allow God to, to move certain things out of your way. Now, I know y'all know the story in Luke 10, 38, I'm talking about uh, Mary and Martha, right? 
Now I'm trying to I'm getting to I'm getting to a solid point here. Mary and Martha is the most powerful example of one's listening to the voice and one's being distracted. So Martha was the one that was concerned about the activities that was going on. She loved God, but she was concerned about the activities that was going on. She loved God, but she was concerned about the activities that was going on. Because she was so concerned about the activity that was going on, she missed and almost missed her position. If Jesus didn't deal with her to tell her where she was erring, right, she would have totally missed her position, right? If she would have missed her position, it would have put you in Deuteronomy 2.3, which would cause you to circle around that same mountain over and over and over and over and over and over again. You see, busy, being busy. So now, here's the thing. When you're in that type of mode with things that seem to be going, you in a, 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 what I want to call a vicious cycle. When you are in that particular cycle, that means that you have to worship God in a different way. It's going to require for you to do something totally different than what you were doing. It's just like the hand. You had to do something totally different, get that hand to line up with your arm and your shoulder. See? When you do and, and, and worship God in a different way, you have to ask God. See, this is why humbling is very important, see? And you seeking God is very because as you do that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change your position of dealing and understanding what he wants you to do. In other words, it's going to move you out of that vicious cycle that you're constantly going around and around. So that means you have to worship God in a new way. In other words, you might have to drop something. You might have to leave something. Whatever it takes, God wants to see what is it that you are willing to let go in order for you to move in the new season that he wants you in. Or you, you got that. So um, you have to be broken from your norm. We're going to have to worship God in a new way. So the way that we have been dealing with God right now to this point, it can create what I call a spiritual disease because it, 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 it puts you in a mode of normalness and uh, familiarity. You see, it keeps you locked in. Well, when it keeps you locked in, How can you express the new way of God? How can you do something new? You got to get away from your old stuck-up patterns. Hallelujah! Because now with this pandemic that went that's going on, this disease and this pandemic, right? So let me let me just give you a, just a small illustration. I'm getting ready to close. Disease happens and it creates a pandemic, right? So if a disease, if you take like the coronavirus, if, 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 if you're around a person with the coronavirus, you really got to protect yourself because you can take a part of that coronavirus and give it to somebody else. In other words, you can contaminate somebody else, Right? 
when you're not praying and worshiping God like you should, you can spread your disease spiritually. You can contaminate someone else with the disease that you have spiritually. Did did y'all get that? So even you praying and seeking God is very important because when you do this, you are stopping a spread of a spiritual disease. You see, you are stopping it. When you, when, you, when, you, when you love God and, and, and you're giving him all of you, when you're getting out of your uh, 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 normal way of doing certain things, when you get out of that, when, when you move from that, right. what happens is that you're giving God an a, a opportunity to recreate a new covenant with you in that position that you're in. Which giving him uh, 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 the opportunity to express I am this. I am who I am through you, you see. So instead of creating a disease, you're tearing down the disease or a structure that was built. That's why I say it's never about you. Get you out of the picture. It's always about someone else. And so now, you know, the stuff that me and, and Reverend do, pray, cook God Almighty, things that we do, I couldn't do this if I didn't love God. I couldn't be a husband to her if I didn't love her. I couldn't do this on my own strength. It's going to require for us to do, to be Humble, to, to listen, to pray, you see, to seek after God. This is the only way that you're going to be able to identify the shepherd's voice in your life, you see. And you better bet when he's dealing with you, you better bet it's for someone else. But he uses you to go through it so you can reach someone else. If you've never been through it, how can you minister to someone else? You, you, you understand what I'm saying. Certain things, <clears throat> excuse me, you go through do not give the enemy the glory for it by, by shutting your mouth. God of mine, do not give him the glory for it. You let people know what God has done for you. You let people know what he has brought you through. You see? You know, when, when Dr. Leroy Jr. was talking, he was talking about our assignment is to be able to preach this word of God, teach this word of God, bring people to the kingdom. You see, you can't do it when you all jacked up because basically you're going to contaminate the one you're trying to convey. So I'm saying this in all love. We are in a new season. We are in a new day. It isn't about you. It's about God and God fulfilling his purpose through you. You need to be able to hear from God, but you can't do it if your attitude jacked up or if you're thinking that you're better than someone else or if you are focused. Stay rooted and grounded in the word of God. Let God help you move forward. If not, then you're going to be doing Deuteronomy 2.3. Let's tur- let's, let me turn there real quick, and I'm going to make it close. I think I got the wrong scripture here. Chapter 2, 3. Yeah. Let's look at 2. 
two two. And the Lord spake. You seen that? And he and the Lord spake unto me, saying, Right? <clears throat> you have compassed this mountain long enough. Another translation says, You have gone around this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. In other words, Change your direction. Change your way. So in other words, in, before you can break out the cycle that you're going through, you're going to have to change direction. Do, do you do y'all get that? When you change direction, what will happen is God will reestablish your covenant on the other side. Do y'all get that? That's what they call Passover. Anything that causes you, when you go, when you leave one position and you move out on faith to the other side, you're passing over to the other side. That's where God will meet you and reestablish another covenant with you. But see, you can't do that if you have the Martha mentality. Because truly, that was about ministry. Martha thought that she was ministering to God, to Jesus. You, you think about that. See, she thought that she was, but in all essence that she wasn't. So let me ask you this. In closing, when the last time you did a self-check on yourself? When the last time you say, Lord, Am I moving in this circle because of something that I'm that I'm afraid to let go? Where have you been challenged to move forward? What did God say to you the last time that you probably didn't do? Because it, you know I'm, I'm just I'm just saying because some of you might have, but it, but you'll know if you did it or you didn't because you can tell by the fruits. That is bam. And then you realize whenever you shift, you're changing your worship towards God. You're not worshiping God in that same pattern. You all have the power and the ability in you to change anything. You see? Anything. But you first have to make up in your mind, in your heart, and line your soul upright so it can be done. And how you can do that is by worship. I'm going to tell you what me and Reverend did one, one year. We did a TV fast for one year, no television for a whole year. No television for We did something totally different than what people was even used to. I mean, we have did some off-the-wall things throughout our lives. I'm, I'm telling you right now. And the result behind it, when we got to the other side of it, tremendous blessings, tremendous things that manifest. But see, the thing is, I never put the two together. And the reason why I have never put the two together until now is because I haven't been still long enough to do it on certain things, you see. Nothing is more important than your connection with God so you can live the life you want. You're the one that has a prophetic voice to determine who and what you want and what you can do. It's not about what you gain for yourself. It's about what you gain for God. But the thing is, you have to live it, too. You can't just speak it. you got to live it. You have to validate. So you are going to go through some things, but it does not, it does not mean that the things that you're going through, that's where you're supposed to be planted because that is not the case. So I'm, I'm done, but I want you to know that you know, I, I you know, I, I truly, as a pastor, I truly love y'all. 
and so does you know, so does Reverend. We we you know that this ministry we 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 love you. Our assignment is to create leaders. That's our assignment. In other words, is to align you back up so you can fulfill what God wants you to do. You see? Get out of your norm. Shake some things up. Stop going down the same pattern. Change up. Change up. Allow yourself to change up. Move up. Change. You see? A- amen. Now, um, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, you can go online, type in LCCM. Um, dot org. Five four. In in LCCM, y'all got to forgive me on this because normally I have someone else to to, to do this for me. Okay, uh, now to give online. Okay, you have to do what? Talk to me, Junior. NLCCM dot org, right? Or you can give to five four three. What four four? Yes, and um, to give to give to a New Life Christian Center ministry. Now you know I should know that by now, right? I I should know that that should be down in my heart, right? But the thing is, I, I know that's very important. You know, I got to get better with that. See, see, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't afraid to admit things. You know what I mean? I know I got to get better with it. So y'all got that's why I said y'all got to pray for Pastor. God bless. Well, look, God bless you. Talk to y'all soon. Have a wonderful and powerful week. Amen.